Hello and welcome to Hello Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and uh, yeah, this this episode was kind of a nightmare to get <laughs> done, but uh, we finally did it, hopefully. That's right. <laughs> hopefully. I mean, because <laughs> um, when, when were we supposed to record this episode? Gosh, I think initially, over a month ago, I want to say, right? A month and a half? Yeah, because um, I I think I reached out to you, um, God, even before that, I reached Definitely. out like yeah. um, a long time ago. And because I, you know, for those that don't know, when I reach out to someone, I just like throw my like whatever to to the to the ether. And if I get a response, <laughs> I get a response. But if I don't, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't think about it. But then, you know, when I do get a response, I'm like, okay, you know, I got to make sure that I schedule it and we were supposed to record it in june didn't happen yeah. we were supposed to record i think um uh, a week ago didn't yeah. happen because my internet went out during recording and yeah. i was embarrassed supposed to happen supposed to then happen tuesday and then i had an emergency so ah, so just uh, without, without yeah with that with all that out the way introduce yourself to the lovely people at home all right. I'm Josie Montana McCoy. I am a uh, voice actor and very, very happy to be here. Very, very happy to be connected and very, very happy to have this time set aside for you. Uh, thank you so much for making it work because I know, uh, you know, the last couple of months have not been easy for you oh. because... You know, as uh, if anyone follows you on social media, you know why. So it's not like, oh, you're bringing up personal information because of <laughs> yeah. No, it's no, it's we, there. The it's whole there. fam, the whole fam, including my son, had COVID, and uh, he had it the absolute worst. He already has several pre-existing conditions, so we were in the hospital for almost a week with him. Yeah, and and that's really scary. And I remember like looking at that, and I'm like, oh man, I I can't. I can't even begin to imagine going through that as a parent. I really can't. Yeah, we couldn't either, you know? It was kind of one of those like it was a it was a nightmare of ours for 25, 26 months and uh and then it came true. Luckily, I don't know if you can hear him. He's squealing happily in the background and you'll be happy to know that he has just received his second COVID vaccine shot today as well. Oh, that's good to hear. That's, yeah. That's that's good to hear. Anyway, um, let's just get right to the first question. It's the obvious one, but we got to get it out the way first. Uh, how did you get started? I got started, um, you know, in, in, I got started in performance on the stage. I was, uh, I did musical theater at a small theater back home in Kentucky for years and years. And it was an outdoor theater, so it was only in the summers. And um, then the rest of the school year, I was kind of, you know, a normal kid. You know, I might even, I, I played basketball and flag football in elementary school and continued basketball in middle school. But in the summers, uh, he probably knew what I was doing, and that was being on stage. And then once I pursued, continued to pursue uh, acting and theater professionally, um, I also uh, happened to cross paths with uh, with people who were working in the industry and um and they needed they happened to need someone like me 
and um, I auditioned for their project. And that was that was kind of my first step was uh, learning from them because they had already invited me in. Let me check out some of the uh, behind the scenes, if you will, for for the voiceover work they were doing. And um, and then months later, um, when I reached out to them just to you know, say, Hey, how's it going? Good to see. I'd love to come in again, if that'd be possible. They were like, actually, we need a guy and we need you to do two different voices. Try this out. Let's see if it fits on you. And sure enough, next day he's like, I guess it fit. So that was my first gig. That was my first voiceover gig. And that was now hard to believe eight years ago. That was monster high freaky fusion. Uh, Which is kind of hilarious because, um, they, I, I remember reading that they were rebooting that recently. Yeah. So yeah, very recently. Yeah. So there you go. There's your, um, there's your Monster High connection for anyone who cares. About yeah. That. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but but that's interesting because um, I remember uh, that was the non-union gig because I, when I did my research for this, I remember I, I listened to you talk about talk about that in another interview, and you said that that was a non-union thing, and I'm like, that's kind of interesting because I would figure that uh, something as big as Monster High would be union, but I guess not. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to believe. It's, um, you, you would think, because I'm with you, like you'd think, oh, big production, it's probably union. Um, going into it, that's what I would have believed. Um, I mean, going into, uh, you know, because I also, I was fortunate enough to work on, the, um, on a stage at Disneyland in the in Frozen Live at the Hyperion as one of the Olafs in that show. and. Um, I just sort of like while working there learned a lot about Disney, including the fact that not one of their commercials is a union. Every single Disney commercial, like Disneyland, Disney World, are all non-union. I had no idea that was the case. That that Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that yeah, puts, pretty wild. That puts yeah, because so they into- they make a lot of money. They make the most money. <laughs> And they could easily like hire anybody to be on their shows. Like that's oh, why you yeah. see. They why, could like, pay. Yeah. I mean, that's why like when you see like when you watch like a Disney show, they get like all these big name celebrities because like yeah, of course they have they have Disney uh-huh. money. You know, they could yeah. just like be like, yeah, we need this person for this thing. Yeah, they'll yeah. Not, they're not going to say no you, to it. <laughs> and if you think about it, like I didn't even think about this until just now, but like. Typically, when they have famous people for Disneyland commercials, it's right after they've won the Super Bowl or something like that, you know? So that's just like free marketing because they're just on the field and they're like, hey, where are you going? I'm going to Disneyland. And they're like, thanks, we'll send you a check. <laughs> I mean, it's better than a cease and desist. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I am going to non-disclosed <laughs> theme park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your experience working on those live shows? Oh, wow. You know, it was, uh, ours was amazing. It, uh, we had such a big space. Um, we were in the indoor theater at the Hyperion, which is in Disney California Adventure on the other side of the park in Anaheim. And um, just a beautiful theater, massive theater that's, you know, Broadway scale, um, both, both on stage and, and behind uh, behind the scenes and also in the audience. Like I said, 2,000 seats. We had these two video screens that were just 
massive that could like separate and then come back together. They were on wheels. Um, just it, it, it was, it was quite the spectacle. That's for sure. Um, and, uh, you also, we also worked with a big cast. Each show was only like 26 people, but in order to cast that show and make sure that it was cast and employed and to make sure you have coverage, we had about, I don't know, I, I would guess 130 people on the roster total for all those 26 roles. And how long was the usual show? Uh, we, we would do, with Frozen, we would do either three or four a day, different times, different seasons. They would add more shows. I would imagine it was a lot of fun working on that because it, it gives you experience. Like you, you understand like what, what, it, what it's like to work on a, uh, on a big production. And I would imagine like it's, it's an ongoing show, right? Like doing it. It was, yeah. It, it closed um, for the, during the pandemic, but um, it was an ongoing show. And, you know, there would be, you know, like I said, three or four shows a day. Um, and, you know, people would like I had a I had a regular schedule um, that was typically four days a week. And um, and then being a part of it from the beginning, because I was in the workshop production cast um, months before we started the uh, full rehearsal and then went into the tech rehearsal process, which I've been in tech rehearsals before and and they're massive and they're behemoths. And, you know, there's just a lot of work that has to be done. But this was a whole different ball game. This was uh, tech was six weeks and five days long. Um, and, you know, for a normal show that you might produce here in Los Angeles, um, you know, you might have you might have a week of tech. And if you're a touring production and you're opening in Los Angeles, you might have two weeks of tech. Um but that that was just like a a monster and had to be tamed. And what was your biggest takeaway from that whole experience? Uh gosh, I mean that's that's such a good question, especially with a company like Disney that's so massive. Um and you know, you're just a you're just a small part of that much larger machine. Um and you know, even to the I think what I learned was that um, it's it's sure it's sure sure not for the faint of heart jobs like that um, because the schedule can change it can be demanding you know sometimes sometimes you're doing all four of those shows you know usually you got swung out at least one show um, and somebody did your track but sometimes you'd have to do all four of those shows but uh, sort of learning that. Yeah, that, that you're just a cog in the machine. And the, at a smaller level, like I was saying, uh, at, at a park level, the theaters are sort of just another ride, you know, as far as a cog in the machine. Because you need a place to put up to 2,000 people four times a day to get them away from the parades and to get them so you can do this outside of the theater and you can do that outside of the theater. So it was – that part of it was kind of interesting to me because we were – while we were performing fantastic shows for uh, for guests there, it was also like, oh, well, we're also you know doing everybody else in the park a favor by getting these two thousand people in the air conditioning for for an hour. Oh no, I I totally I totally relate because um, whenever I would go to theme parks, you know, in the before times, um, <laughs> it would usually be like really hot, you know, during, especially during the summer, and we would just try to find like 
okay, is there any indoor like show or activity that's going on at this hour? Cause we need like air conditioning. I don't care yeah. what it is. We just want air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. We need it stat. So yeah, no, I totally, I totally relate to that. Like, cause it's, we would just watch, I think, I think one of the things we watched, I don't remember where it was, but it was a uh, hunchback of Notre Dame. It was like a live show that they did in, in one of the parks and yeah, it was it was fine, but it's like we the only reason we watched it because like look it's hot and we don't feel like walking you know let's just let's just watch this you know for yeah for like uh, twenty or thirty minutes or how long however long that average show was but you know hey you know you 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 are at least providing a service whether that's right be, whether it be entertainment or you know helping people get get through a, a really rough time yeah exactly hundred percent. So moving on after that, let's just get right to what most people are probably listening to this for. <laughs> you know? uh, for sure. Sm- a small role in a, in a very large video game. Uh, uh, Genshin Impact. What, what is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> see, which one is that? Let me just go back and think. Oh, yes, yes. Genshin Impact. I remember. Yes. So uh, this. Go this ahead. Game, yeah. I mean, this game. All right. You know, <laughs> it came out during the pandemic when everyone was stuck at home. No one knew what this was. It just <laughs> randomly showed up one day out of nowhere and it just took the world by storm. And yeah. I, I don't know how, like to me, it's, it must feel pretty insane to be a part of something this big, honestly. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, Abdullah, it's like that, that is kind of how it felt for me too. It was like, I knew I was a part of it. I knew it was going to be really cool. I had seen um, some early, early video from it when I had recorded and wasn't finished yet and all this. And, uh, but I was, you know, I was like, Oh, this is awesome. You know? And uh, this is my, it was my first video game. And so I, I remember when they finally announced that it was coming out, I was like, Oh, cool. Like, you know, my first tweet about it was something like, cool, you guys should play this game. And, um, and then like, uh, it, like an avalanche, um, all of the, the, the fandom, the, uh, the, the fanfic, the, all of it just started rolling in slowly, but sure. Not, not slowly, uh, fast, fast. All of that started to roll in and, um, and then played the game and sort of realized like, this is, um, this is really cool. They got big plans for this. And I think the fans are in for those big plans. <laughs> yeah. Because when I had, um, uh, Corina Betker on, they had yeah. said when they went into record for Paimon, mm. it was just like just half the story. And they had assumed like, Oh, that was it. Like that was the, the, that was all they were brought in for. It's like, okay. Totally. And then, I think a couple months later, their agent calls them and they're like, <laughs> we need you to come back for Paimon. And they're like, what do you mean? I thought we were done with Paimon. Yeah. Is that pickup? You, you need pickups for Paimon? No, you got more. Oh, dang. Yeah. It was, you know, we, we weren't sure. We knew that we knew it was open world, uh, but we didn't realize the imaginations behind that open world, I think. Um, because uh, the creative team just obviously, as you can tell, had major plans. 
And what's what's weird is that you you're not only like a playable character, you're also like one of the first characters you encounter. And it, like, man, it must feel weird <laughs> to, to play a video game. And you're like, oh, I, I'm one of the main characters that you first encounter in the main story. That's uh... yeah. It was it was really it was really funny. Um, one of the first times I streamed it, actually, um, just you know, I would like take a break and I would talk to to the chat and see if there were questions asked and everything. And and I. Uh, and sort of get lost while talking. And then I would hear just all of a sudden, I didn't know you were such a slacker. And I was like, whoa, that's me. What? It's just a very, it was a very surreal, uh, surreal moment. So when, uh, when my own voice tells me how lazy I am, um, yeah, that was, that was a big shock. And how did you get involved in it? Like, was it a regular audition or what was it? Yeah, it was, it was, um, I uh, I got it from my agency, so they they'll send the typical fashion is they send down auditions and um, it's somewhere between one and five days advance notice, and um, I don't remember for this particular game for for Genshin how how long the turnover was, but I do remember going in to the to my agent's studio and recording there, um, and I had forgotten that fact when. I booked it several months later, several months later. I was like, whoa, a booking? What? From something last week? And then I was like, no, what, what is this? And I, I was like, oh my gosh, Kenshin Impact. I remember auditioning for this. I remember this character, but where's, where's the audio? I like, couldn't find it in my files. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I did it in the studio. So, uh, and it wasn't until I went in for my first session and they played back some of that, some of that recording that I was like, oh, right. That's, that's the voice. Okay. Yeah, cool. That you like that? Okay, cool. Let's go with it. And what is your favorite thing about playing um, <laughs> this game? Well, uh, you're playing Kaya or playing the game? I mean, everything. Just like, what is your favorite thing about just being a part of Genshin? I, you know, I, I think it's the fans, really. I mean, it, I, I love talking to people and I love finding out about people. And, um, and so going to conventions and signing online, signing prints online. It's been so cool to see how nice everyone is, you know, um, you could, especially in quarantine, you can kind of forget like how much, um, how excited people can get and how, you know, the, but, but even when you were signing, even when I was signing on Streamily online, like you, you felt that fervor and you felt that love for the game and that positivity and people were in the chat, like being just nothing but positive to each other. So I love that the, the fan base just seems to be really, really chill, really, really, um, for, the, for the most part. I know they've, they've gotten upset here and there at, at their fair share of, of things, which luckily I have no control over. Um, but, uh, but to me and to the voice actors, um, generally speaking, it's, it's just been really, really great at reception. Especially with, uh, with Kaye because he is, I mean, he's, he's one of those characters that just has a really cool design and I can see why people would, would, um, you know, be, be, um, I don't want to say attracted to, but like. (laughs) But but taken, <laughs> yeah. be, be taken by him. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know? 
uh, I guess you learned uh, what simp means after working on this this game. <laughs> yes, that is correct. You are correct, my friend. That is uh, too too true. I was like simp. What is, what is this? Kaya simps? So this person's their user handle. Their handle is Kaya simp four seven seven. What is that? And have you commissioned any art prints from various fan artists? I have, yeah. Uh, my first one um, I actually found, and it was an artist, and I was like, I, I, this is just like the perfect um, rendition, uh, an artist to, fan rendition of Kaya, and um, it's a really classic look, and sort of in the darkness, and uh, so that that was the first one that I acquired, and then I reached out to, um, I reached out to a couple. Well, I reached out to a couple different people. Then someone created one um, because, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, Kaya's never on a horse. What's going on? And so somebody wanted to create a, um, a, Kaya, a, a Wild West Kaya. And so they did. And uh, I was like, I love this. I need this print. And um, it is Yippee Kaya. <laughs> yep uh that's when you know you made it this is um <laughs> this is the height of your career nothing will ever that's right this. <laughs> that's right i also one of my best friends i reached out to him and i was like dude i want a pun this was before yippee kaya and um i was like i want something silly something fun something kind of weird and so he drew a rendition of Kaya as a firefly, and that is Firefly. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love how, you know, you guys just take this, like, really serious character, and you're like, yeah, but what if, what if he was yeah. Firefly? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He would definitely have a glass of wine still, but. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, let's just get right to it. Um. How, how do you feel about uh, Zhang Li and his and his wine? <laughs> Don't even get me started. How dare you? <laughs> let's just get the fandom mad. Let's just get let's just get the hot takes right in. <laughs> <laughs> Throw down fisticuffs right now. <laughs> they both have like similar designs when you really look at them, and they're both like very you know attractive characters and they're both obsessed with wine and i'm like okay this is this must be a thing like this must be like (laughs) yeah yeah this must be a thing and 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 um you know when i had you know keith keith silverstein on you know uh at the end of last year like he was like really shocked at how at how popular you know zong lee got because the funny thing about that was it wasn't something he even auditioned for. It was just like a random call where they're like, Hey, we need you to record for this thing. And he's like, okay, well, what is this for? Oh, it's for this. Um, yeah. You know, and, and they played him like, cause, cause they wanted him specifically for this character because he did um, bleach. And one of the characters he did, like they really liked that sound. And they're like, okay, what if we get Keith Silverstein to do like that voice for this character? And they're like, yeah, he's sure. perfect. He's yeah. absolutely perfect. So for it wasn't it. even something he auditioned for. It was just like a random call one day, and they're like, "Yeah, we need yeah. the studio to record this." <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like that. So, but but that's really interesting. Like, um, 
just just uh like i love the fact that you know you play this like really big character and you know that's what you're known for and then it's like uh, how did you get it oh it's just an audition or i was just yeah. called in like there's no yeah. like there's never really like a fascinating story behind it. it's like oh it's just an audition <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and it was it was so it was several months later like and you know especially coming from at that point um i was still in the deep throes of frozen live at the Hyperion. And so coming from theater, like you audition. And then if you even have a chance, you're going to get called back. So you'll have another audition with maybe a little more material. Uh, but this was just like several months later, they were like, Hey, cool. You booked it. I was like, Whoa, what? <laughs> and what are some of your favorite lines? Gosh, I love um, what's wrong. Can't handle the cold. I think that one's just it it's so it's so perfectly sums up obviously the cryo but uh but just the general attitude that I I love to I love that Kaya has. I mean well he's so chill and laid back. <laughs> yeah, so chill and laid back but he's not afraid to just kind of you know stab you with a little icicle especially if your name is Diluc. Oh man that that's <laughs> <laughs> like I, I said this before, and I, and I'll and I'll say it again. I do think like D look just when when I played it, I'm like, yeah, D looks kind of a jerk, and I really don't <laughs> like him. Like honestly, because because yeah. you have all these other characters, and like all oh, they're all happy go lucky, and then D look comes in, he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> he's like just so mopey and just so yeah, just so like stereotypical anime like brooding uh, character, and I'm like, I, oh, I don't, I don't like uh, this guy. <laughs> I really oh, don't. Oh, brothers. <laughs> Uh, can't live with him, can't live without him. No. <laughs> and were you familiar with the lore uh, of, of, um, of those two characters, or was it just like you just played? You know, at the time, uh, I think very minimally. You know, we knew, we knew what we needed to know for the intention of the line, sort of, especially in that first, it, everything is such a blur from that first session that... Um, that I feel like we knew like sort of just a general scope of where we were headed. And, and we always, you know, they always let us know and give us a feel for what is said right before and how it's said typically. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely something that became even more fun each time, just because we learned more and more about that relationship. I think it to me like it's kind of hard to take D Luke seriously anymore. I don't know if you've seen the um, the KFC tie-in that they did. I think uh, oh, a year ago where they yes. used, where they used D Luke as one of the characters, and I'm like, yeah, I can't take you seriously now. You are you are you will forever be <laughs> KFC guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're the new Colonel D Luke. Like that's, oh, that's all I funny. see now. Like I, that's all I'm like. I just expect him to just like sell me chicken. Like <laughs> that is so funny, man. I wish I would have. Uh, I, I wish there were some Kaya KFC memorabilia that I could get my hands on because that's just that's too good. Again, I'm originally from Kentucky, so I love me some fried chicken. Oh man, I I I haven't even thought of that. That must that must that, <laughs> that must have been a burn. You're like, oh, why did they use D Luke? Why didn't they yeah, use Kaya? Come on, <laughs> like, come on. I think it's because uh, D Luke has red, and it's like, okay, you know, you can easily like 
put that in the logo because you know red red and red yeah, red and white you know fits <laughs> so. with their bucket colors already i guess <laughs> it's, just, it's just so weird like watching you know playing this game and there's there's all this lore and then you look at something like that and it's like okay yeah I, you're not even taking this seriously like even the people making this game are like yeah we know we know <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh Whenever you come back to do like additional stuff, do 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 they do you um do they play you a reference for what for what Kaye sounds like, or do you uh, have it patented down now? Yeah, they give they give me a reference, which is always great, um, and that's kind of the standard for most you know places when you go when you come back in, you're re-recording or you're uh, recording new stuff. Uh, it's de- it's definitely much welcome when you're like. Because I just, I also like, I have always loved to, to, part of the thrill of it is to try to get it right, you know, for me. And um, to get both the intention right and the words right. And even if something is like, even when in theater or in film or commercials, even if something is written a little funky, it's always been fun for me to just try to to make it work, you know? Um, So even when I think something, it, or if it's written a specific way, you know, I think to myself, well, it's written that way for a reason. Um, so it's, I, I like to get it right. And the voice reference is a wonderful way to start getting it right. I love the fact that you still need a voice reference, even though you, you've streamed the game, listened to all the lines, and you st- <laughs> yeah. you're still like, what does this character sound like again? <laughs> yeah. Who is this? What am I doing? You, you think this happens to Kevin Conroy whenever he comes back for Batman? It's like, what, what does Batman sound like again? <laughs> yeah, what is this again? Is this somewhere up here? Uh, I'm Bruce Wayne. Um, and, and, you know, speaking of Batman, um, congrats on landing a role in a Batman project, uh, Bat Wheels. That, 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 oh, man. That Thank was... you. That's, it's been so exciting. And, you know, it's um, something that I've had to, keep inside for for so long and so i was so excited when it was finally announced and when they uh, announced my involvement in it it is a very very fun project and i think kids are just gonna love it are they gonna make toys of these characters because i feel like you know fingers crossed fingers crossed if it's match matchbox hot wheels i don't care i don't care give them to me i'll take them all Because I don't think they have any merch for Genshin, at least not action figure wise, which I thought was kind of weird because it's like, you know, these designs kind of would translate Gosh. to be a good action figures or Funkos or whatever. So good. Now, they have announced Funkos are happening. Funkos are starting. I don't know how deep they're going to go, but they are they have somewhere whoever they is, I guess Funko Pop um, has definitely announced that uh, Paimon is in the works. Um, and I, I think maybe they had a couple other characters that were like, these guys are coming soon. Um, but Kaya wasn't on there yet. Dang it. <laughs> I, think I just D- need I th- Kaya Funko Pop. I think, I think D. Luke was one of the first characters they announced, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. What is going on? Why do they send him to KFC and to Funko Pop first? What is going on? Doesn't he have a new skin? Does he have a new skin or something too? What's going on? I don't know, man. Like you, you just have to ask me, Yoho. Like they, they're the ones. They're like, yeah, you know, D. Luke sells. <laughs> yeah, damn. 
<laughs> but I think that's 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 one of the the things I really like about you know being uh, being a part of something is like yeah it's cool to to be a to be the voice of this character and to be in a video game but. I think one of the coolest things is just like I want to play a character that I can own as an action figure because that that's like that's the dream like that's that's what you, that's when you know you're like okay I can cross this off my bucket list. Yes, it is the dream, my friend. I know with one of my Monster High characters, they came out with a doll for that, and it was hard to find. It was like the hardest one to find. There might have been one of the other freaky fusion dolls that was technically more rare but if you could find a nathan that was that was fun and finding one in in a target for the first time and buying it was very very fun although it's it's not a kaya action figure <clears throat> yo yo <clears throat> <laughs> it's like i i we want to will this into existence we want to yeah. like <laughs> come on please I'm begging you at this point. Okay, but what if they announce like a uh, $200 statue? Would you buy it? Oh, gosh. I mean, twist my arm. Well, what, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. What if it was one of those like high grade, like really big, like $1,000 statues, like the, the Prime One statues that they come out with? I don't know if you're familiar with that company, but they make like um, these I... really big big statues and they're really nice but they're they cost like a grand each and i'm like who buys these no i i need somebody to chip in on that with me maybe because <laughs> <laughs> like, i saw i saw a lot of those at conventions and i'm like who buys these like it's like who, who has the money to buy these? you know somebody is <laughs> <laughs> and they're really nice statues and and again like you just would imagine like Again, the franchise like Genshin, I would imagine like there would be more merch merch for it, but I don't know why there 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 just isn't that many merch. Yeah, I think that was a I think that was a general decision that they made. That's that's my guess because it, I agree. It's such a huge project. It's so popular. They could sell it if they wanted to, but I think that I think they're sort of leaving that market open for the fans. Um which is also kind of cool, um, but I still want a Kai action figure. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but I still want the, the thing. I still want a I toy. <laughs> I still want that official merch, baby. <laughs> like, you just, I just want, I, I just want someone to show up in like official like t-shirts hats just like show up to a comic-con panel or whatever just like dressed up in like official uh, genshin merch just like look like the complete the biggest like corporate shill imaginable <laughs> i just want yeah. that i just i just want that i don't know why seriously seriously <laughs> oh yeah and i just looked it up here the funko so they've got ether lumine paimon and then they've got yeah d luke come on so upsetting more characters are under revision it says and d luke they're just staring at us looking all cool <laughs> it's well i mean i say i mean we we joke but i think the, the entire cast is really talented and i think everybody brings oh, everybody brings so something talented to their, brings something to their role and i'm kind of amazed every time i go back to it or every time i listen to 
to some of the new stuff that comes out, I'm like, man, they they are really upping their game when it comes to this universe and all these and and uh, and beyond. Yeah, the game is so fledged out and and um, and deep now. Yeah, that it's it's only it's only adding to uh, and only maybe maybe it's I guess because of that it's requir- requiring um, even uh, those those amazing performances you're talking about because yeah it's true I mean from from the people who started in the beginning you know with Stephanie Sutherland and um, and and all the folks in core you know just like you said they're they're incredible and so are all the people who come in that uh that are in the new phases and the new characters it's so fun to um i've actually been on stage um performing in musicals with two of the other no three of the other actors that are in um that are in genshin with me that's um jen losey um sarah miller cruz and Mark Witten. Oh, that's cool. I had Mark um on the show. He's a pretty cool yeah. dude. <laughs> oh man, Mark's Mark's a great guy. He's way into like that old sci-fi, um, the 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 serialized sci-fi uh storytelling. And I really yeah. like that. I'm like, yes, that is the most nerdy thing imaginable. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. I remember they uh I remember when they re- released their first one because that was with a different little friend group. Um uh, of mine and that was you know that was when i knew mark from theater like i said and um and since then because we worked together in 2014 yeah 2014 we did um we did floyd collins together and then um slowly i just saw him his career just blossom in voiceover and so that's been it's been so fun from from both those uh weird science science um sci-fi projects to uh he's on netflix's home you know he's the lead character in that and uh and now he's with us in genshin happy to have him i mean he's in genshin he's in demon slayer he's all got like if if there if there's a big anime project that that has come out in the last couple of years he's probably on it like because he's yeah he's constantly working i mean yeah just just constantly working and 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 when i had him on because i'm a huge transformers fan and we were talking about um nice. his involvement in the transformers series and he's like yeah it's pretty cool to 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 have to to be a transformer and actually own and own the action figure yeah <laughs> god so cool <laughs> yeah but but no it's it's really cool because you know, you have these like really you know talented people from all over the world you know, coming together and just creating this, this really great sense of community. I think that's, that's my favorite thing about, about Genshin and all these other projects is just like creating the sense of community where you guys don't even record together, but the fact that you, that, that, you know, I see the voice actors like hang out and, um, you know, do Twitch streams and all that stuff. I think that's really cool because we kind of, you know, kind of need a strong sense of community now more than ever. Oh man, I could not agree more. I couldn't agree more and it's so fun to form those relationships with you know outside of the studio with those folks because then even though they're not in the studio with you you get a feel for what they're doing with that character or what they do in general you know how they work in general uh, whether it be uh, in Genshin or not and um, so that kind of makes it more fun you get to imagine how they might say it or um and sometimes, you know, if if they happen to have 
um, the recording. Um, there are times certain projects where they say, actually, yeah, we have so-and-so's uh, lines, so we'll play them in for you so that you can record off of that. But, um, but sometimes it's fun to use your imagination too. Anyway, um, yeah, Genshin, great cast. Uh, have you ever gotten the chance to hang out with any of the cast members uh, outside of work? I have, yeah. Um, obviously the people that I had already worked with previously, but um, we got together, all of us, back in, gosh, I guess that was June of last year. Uh, so about 13 months ago now. Um, we got together and had a little potluck. Uh, which was a lot of fun, um, meeting so many new faces uh, to me. Um, many of them were already friends. And um, uh, so that was like the, the biggest one we've had. And then also um, at conventions, that's been really fun to, um, you know, just be wheeling your stuff in and they'd be like, oh, hey, there's Jenny. Hey, what's up? Hey, Cor. And, um, and then we I actually my first uh, I traveled to my first convention uh, to Pennsylvania back in May, PoochieCon. And um, that was so fun. That was Erica and Cor and Eddie and Jenny uh, and myself, uh, along with uh, some other folks from Texas who uh, I didn't know. And it was just it, it was so much fun. We we went. um we got to go out to eat a couple times. Uh, we got to go throw axes together. It was like this crazy random like resort area. So they had like all these fun activities. We did a, a rope trail and we did laser tag. We had a house of mirrors. Um, it, there was like a water park there. So we did a full water park day. It, we, we just had a blast. It's really, really cool. I would imagine you've met most of the cast by now, right? Like by now. Uh, just a just about, yeah. I mean, especially, you know, all the folks who are the who are a part of like, you know, se- season one. Um, I feel like I've met all of them. Yeah. Do you ever get like overwhelmed at, at how big this cast is actually when you really think about it? <laughs> wild it's crazy how much it's grown even since then you know since our meeting with uh since last june um so many people have have joined uh i I feel like maybe that was just when yeah that was just as mark was being announced last june um i think it was but um yeah it's pretty massive and who was your favorite person to hang out with oh gosh core is a riot and um so is erica um jenny is like jenny feels like a friend that you've had for a really long time i don't know jenny's just like super super cool jenny yukabori and uh yukabori and um i mean jen losi is is such a sweetheart oh my gosh we we did a production of um i love you you're perfect now change which is a silly, silly musical about uh, love and marriage, and um, we got to sing some. We got to sing some little duets together, have a lot of fun. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I God, and just just like looking at the cast list and being like, man, does it ever feel like overwhelming to 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 work on something not only big but to have like just these phenomenal actors that you're like, man. 
Like, I, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's wild. I know, um, you know, especially with especially with Genshin and Batwheels. Um, when I found, because I I knew I was a part of Batwheels for about eight months before I knew that Ethan Hawke was Batman in Batwheels, and that Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, is also a voice um, with me in the Legion of Zoom in Batwheels. Um, and it's yeah, it's just kind of wild. And you think about like you know, here's it. Ethan Hawke is in Moon Knight. You know, I threw on Moon Knight and watched that whole thing, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, he's incredible in Moon Knight. And he's got this other project with the black phone. And you think about, like, people have so many things going on, so many incredible things that they're doing. Um, and I'm sure that so many more people in Genshin have even more incredible projects that that they're not even allowed to talk about yet that they're currently working on. So it's just... It's just really cool. I, I think the, the entire cast is, is um, talented. And when I say the entire cast, I don't just mean the the people who do the main characters. I mean everybody, the, the NPCs, mm. the, the enemy characters, just everybody. Everybody involved does a phenomenal job. Like, I, I like... I really hate the, I mean, especially the guys who do the enemy voices, because I really hate those like little wizard guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time they, they show up, I'm like, I, I don't want to fight them. They're just so, anno- <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but, but I think like everybody is important. Like everybody I think matters in this universe. I don't think. I, I don't think I've heard a single bad performance in this game, which is incredible because like, you know, especially with a project like this, you know, you, you, you kind of see like maybe like one or two performances that are like maybe eh, but everybody just brings their A game. And I'm just like so impressed by it every time I go back to it. Yeah. It's uh, every, everybody brings the fire, even Kaya. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just noticed like when we were talking about this, Oh Yeah. Diluc has fire powers and, and Kaya has like cryo powers. Oh, uh-huh. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Night and day, baby. <laughs> it's like poetry. It all comes together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just realized that. Oh, yeah. Because they, they both have opposite aesthetics. Okay. <laughs> I am a writer. I get this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I just and I just, oh, it's like oh, I just noticed that the Riddler is green. To give him like his own color palette, because um, you know, Joker is like green and purple, and and Riddler is green, just green. So green, kind of green and green. If you can, <laughs> if you can find two greens that stand out against one another, those are your greens for. <laughs> I mean, like they're all color coded to be characters. They're yeah. color coded. Wait, wait a minute, the colors are telling me something. <laughs> and I just want to go back to Batwheels real quick. Um, is it CG animated? Yeah, it is. Um, I believe so. Yeah, you know. And it's funny. I don't think I don't think I've seen much video now that I think about it. Even like kind of preliminary video, we haven't seen too much. 
but um yeah it is the screenshots we've seen and the world uh that 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 we've seen through pictures um is beautiful it is so cool and uh the the team is so excited about bat wheels um the directors the engineers um they they love being there in the sessions and they love uh tuning in they put a camera on me because we're on zoom together and they put a camera on me and and they're like oh yeah we love that thing you did with your face we're going to try to throw that in to to what quiz is doing too um yeah it's just it's a fun group they're excited about it and to me i mean i think that's that's the best way to start a new project that's the really it's the only way if you want to be successful to start a new project is to is to uh, love it and to be having fun with it. And that's definitely what's happening. And, and it's aimed at preschoolers. So if you're going into this expecting like a, a serious Batman show, you're going to be <laughs> yeah. disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no. Go in for, I, I like to tell people that um, I am channeling six-year-old Josie when I go in for those sessions because it is ridiculous. Nothing but ridiculous from start to finish, especially my character. It's a little slapstick, so good stuff. Uh, did you guys record together for that or was it just, you know, separately? Yeah, separately. Um, and, you, and and I don't know how they'll do it because this is my first TV gig. Um, so, you know, may, maybe in a pre-COVID or, you know, a, a new world. I don't want to say post-COVID because that doesn't really exist anymore. COVID's just here, you know. Uh, but maybe in a pre-COVID world or in a in a future world we might do things a little more in person and more people. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, if the show is a, if the show is a success, I think that they'll probably do like cast reads, like live reads or get you guys together for a convention or something. I don't know. Maybe anyway, uh, let's just wrap this up real quick. I think we rambled on long enough and people are probably going to be like, ah, you know, I think you guys talked <laughs> enough about Genshin and bat wheels and, and all that stuff and, uh, and technical problems. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, before we get going, uh, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you online? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, right now, um, I am, I am doing some things actually kind of self self producing some things, um, uh, to, to kind of build, uh, build a stronger resume for film and television uh kind of focusing on that but uh i've been uh, i've been in sessions for uh some some projects that you know and love recently and um i i am so glad that uh not only i have those to to keep coming back to because of the characters that i love but also um there's there's at least one project right now that I can't talk about that I'm very excited to announce, hopefully in the next couple months. And so if you guys want to know why we didn't talk about that particular project when it gets announced, now you know why. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't talk about this thing that I did not know about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so, so much for doing this, man. This was... Um... This I, I know this was a pain to just get done, but uh, we, we did it. <laughs> the, the universe fought us on it, but we fought back. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have been on here. Thanks so much, Abdullah, for having me on. Uh, and if you ever want to come back, you know where to find me. Yeah, right on. Sure do. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.